As the leader of your company, your overall mindset, attitude, and outlook have a huge impact on everyone in your organization and ultimately your profitability and success. But as a human being, how do you manage the stress of you know, marital and relationship challenges, health issues, uh, dogs? What if your dog gets sick, right? All of this stuff in addition to running the company. In today's podcast, I interview Justin King, who's worked in the green industry since the late 1980s. Justin shares how he's developed a warrior mindset that has increased his employee loyalty and helped him persevere through the most challenging times. In today's interview, Justin is pretty vulnerable. He shares some really personal challenges that he's experiencing both in his business and in his personal life. And I guarantee that as a fellow human, you're dealing with some variation of these challenges too. So how do you get through it? Let's hear an inspiring perspective from Justin. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. Hey everyone, Jack Jost is here and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide podcast. This show is all about inspiring the snow and landscape industry with stories, sales, marketing, and leadership ideas. And... None of that can happen without a great leader at the helm. But how do you do all that with all the struggles in life? Today, we interviewed Justin King, and just prior to recording these stand-ups for the podcast, I texted him and said, hey, Justin, if you could be any plant, what plant do you think you would be? And uh, he, he replied and said that he would be a dragon's blood satum. Not necessarily my favorite, but it's aggressive, continues to spread even when not much water is around, blooms for a very long time, holds plenty of water in its leaves for times of drought, and it sounds kind of badass also. I agree, that is kind of badass, and I was actually thinking that Justin was a cactus. I think you have to be prickly and drought-resistant to persevere and, and lead your company, so... I'm curious, what kind of plant do you think you would be? Let me know. And if you're enjoying today's show, I invite you to subscribe at landscapersguide.com slash podcast. I'll send you our top three podcast episodes instantly, and you'll get email invitations to our upcoming live and virtual events that you don't want to miss. Check it out at landscapersguide.com slash podcast and see our show notes for a link. Let's get into today's interview with Justin King. Well, Justin, hey, thanks so much for coming to the studio here in Lyons. You made a long trek from, from Loveland. I'm just kidding. You know, for, for people listening, Loveland is, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 minutes? Yeah, minute. I think it's about, from our shop here, it's about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, so, you know, thanks so much for coming to Lyons. Um, Justin is the owner of Royal Turf Landscape and Irrigation. They're, and how long have you guys been in business? So this year, uh, so the start of next year will be our official 20th year. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and it was, you know, it was an honor really working with you on your branding and your business name. And we helped you evolve it 
to Royal Turf Landscape and Irrigation, I think that was three years ago or two years ago? Two, yeah. Two years ago, but we met, we're both in ALCC. I remember meeting you and at that time you had a big beard um, and now you're, you're clean shaven. Do you miss the beard? Do you miss uh, rocking the beard? I'll I mean, tell you what I, I, I do, but I don't. The, <laughs> the funny thing about having a long beard is it's a little bit like being a woman. You have to really take care of that. There's a lot of, uh -huh. you don't just let it go. It's not like you can slap a hat on over top of it, right? right? <laughs> so it, it, otherwise it gets pretty unruly and pretty funky. Um, so I don't miss that part, but a lot of people came to know me as, you know, the guy with the six inch goatee. So um, yeah, in the industry, a lot of people were real shocked when I when I shaved it off. Yeah, I just remember meeting you and you had it. We were at a ALCC happy hour and I was like, man, this guy's a sweet goatee. I've been rocking a short beard for like 15 years. Partly, I just, I hate shaving. You know, I, I don't really care for shaving either, but <laughs> again, it's one of those things where you kind of have to take the good with the bad, I guess. Well, good. Well, so I wanted to interview you just, you've had a hell of a couple years and despite that, you've maintained this incredible outlook on life. And I think it's inspiring. I know that a lot of the people listening have similar challenges. So I always try and just share stories and talk with people about how they get through it. Because really, I believe our we were talking about this over lunch. We just had some barbecue. You kind of have to be insane <laughs> in, in some ways to like, run a business and be able to see the potential positive through all the negative that's happening and your 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 people really need you with that you know it's as i think it's true of any entrepreneur and, and probably any industry but it's especially true of this one um this being a seasonal industry and you know i don't really want to call it cutthroat but there's a lot of competition and there always has been i've been doing this since the late 80s and in that time I remember, you know, it's kind of been the thing where people say, you know, from North Denver to Cheyenne, there's at any point in time, three to 400 of us landscape contractors, you know, we're just kind of all over the place. And so there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of people with varying degrees of skill and knowledge and even integrity. Um, so that presents its own set of difficulties. Um, our industry hasn't always done the greatest job of letting potential employees know that this is a career path, that this is a decent job, that you know you can wind up at a place that offers you know health insurance and benefits and things like that. Growing up, I didn't know any of that. And I know there's still a lot of people you know, that might be attracted towards this industry that don't know that. And so we tend to attract uh, you know, people that may be a little bit down on their luck or, you know, are struggling to get a different kind of job and keeping that professionalism and, and that kind of stuff going, especially when it's seasonal and you've got them working their tail off from, you know, March through November and then it just dies and you've got snow removal, which sounds wonderful until you realize we live in Colorado and sometimes it doesn't snow for three months <laughs> and then it dumps, you know, three feet at a time and it, it definitely has its challenges. So it's pretty important to keep that attitude going because it'll take you down otherwise. How do you, how do you, where does it come from? How do you, how do you maintain that attitude? Did you learn that from somebody or? 
where do you get it? You know, it's that's an interesting question. Um, it's something that I was no good at at all as a kid. Um, I was real hyper. Um, I would take the negative side of a lot of things growing up. I got to the point where, for me, uh, having a family and all that kind of stuff, this was a bit of do or die. I have two degrees, neither one of which have anything to do with landscaping and I realized I wasn't going to be able to support a family on that and so this is kind of what I had on top of that I you know I really love the industry and what I do but um, if I allow that negativity in it's going to take me down and every business owner has this um, some more than others but as the leader you have a bit of a powerful personality so you have a huge effect on the people around you um, if you come in crabby and negative, if every time something throws you off the horse, you just you know throw your hands up and this is the end of it, your crew and your you know your middle managers and and all the way down, they're gonna follow suit with whatever you do, and I can't afford that. Can you tell us about the last couple years in particular? Oh sure. I mean I you know I've known you for I think five years and. <clears throat> you've always been this way with this positive mindset and like the last two years have really been a test. They have, um, you know, kind of some of my, my personal and professional trials, so to speak, stem back probably five, six years. You know, my, my oldest daughter, uh, left don't still don't know why. Um, and that kind of started on a personal level, some really hard times, but, uh, on a personal level, last year, my wife of 20 years decided she wanted out of the marriage, and, and so she left. Um, I'm now a single father, um, trying to raise two kids and trying to do as good of a job as humanly possible at doing that. Um, I'm not a slack-jawed father. <laughs> I'm definitely very involved in their life. Um, on top of that, uh, there's been a number of you know friendship things that have been really hard and trying. My daughter uh, is fixing to be 13 here in just about two weeks. And about two months ago, we found out she had type one diabetes and she was already going through a really, really hard time with you know, the divorce and she's at that age, right? She's 13 and so hormones and all the things that are changing, getting ready for high school, you know, all the things that any, any 13 year old goes through and especially a 13 year old girl. Um, so it was hard enough what she was going through and then the divorce and then the diabetes and she's, you know, uh, you asked if anybody ever taught me any of that. And I guess I missed her. She did teach me a lot. Watching her persevere through a lot of this stuff really helped keep my own grounding. But between the divorce and the, uh, that I had my own health issues. I've got diverticulitis and so I've been in the hospital a couple times for that. Um, trying to keep hold of the family house that you know the, our kids grew up in was hard. Finding financing, I mean, that was a long year worth of you know kind of struggling that out. And there's really a, probably even more on the personal level, but on the professional level, it's been just as hard. Um, just before 2020, or I'm sorry, just before COVID in 2020, we had a really good foreman who uh, left the shop at night to go home. He rode his motorcycle home got to 71st Street, a uh, lady was texting, turned right in front of him, T-boned him on his motorcycle. He flipped over and died on sight. Um, 
that was really, really hard for the entire company and me included. I'm really close with the people that I work with. Um, but he had a really big following and personality at, at our company. Um, his brother-in-law worked there, still does. A um, uh, couple of best friends, uh, his sister-in-law. So there was a lot of people that were really tied to Kevin. So that was a really hard thing. Um, we had kind of a mass exodus where I lost my operations manager, my head scheduler, um, our head technician, another technician, kind of all in the same grouping, I guess, if you will, all for very different reasons. They didn't leave because they were disgruntled. It just is the way life worked out. But all of these things have been exceptionally hard to persevere through. I only had two choices. Choice number one is, woe is me, and this is sucky, and I don't know what we're gonna do, and throw my hands up and quit, or to say, tomorrow's gonna be a good day, tomorrow's gonna be a good day, and, and the honest truth is, there was plenty of times I said, tomorrow's gonna be a good day, and it wasn't. There's plenty of times I promised my men and, and ladies that, hey, tomorrow's gonna be a good day, and it wasn't. But the more I held strong, and the more I stood up straight, the more they felt like I was someone that they could follow. And so as a team, we pulled it out. And we're on the precipice of greatness. Um, and I don't think any of that would have been possible if I'd not taken a good attitude towards it. You know, and on a personal level too, my kids are thriving. They're doing really, really well. Um, my, my daughter's doing amazing with uh, diabetes. My son just got his black belt in karate at 10 years old. Yeah. Um, and so they're doing good too. And I think that's <clears throat> a direct result of that as well. Wow. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for sharing this on here. I mean, we all have health and family and people challenges and this is a lot. It I mean, is. this is, that's a five year, but in particular the last two years, uh, but I remember, you know, talking with you. Oh, and by the way, thanks for helping uh, with my irrigation <laughs> system. More than welcome. <laughs> Learned a lot today. Uh, one, one of the cool things I didn't know was the seasonal setting where I can just adjust the percentage. Probably one of the most quintessential things that we educate our clients on is how to use a budget feature on their clocks. Because yeah. the whole <clears throat> reason that feature exists is to make it convenient and easy for a homeowner to manage their own water. Um, that way they don't get in there and mess all the programming up and all that kind of stuff. It, yeah. It's just kind of an easy one touch button to be able to do that. And one, one fun thing that happened was the wasps that were in there. Real when common. We, when we opened it. So valve box, uh, <laughs> valve boxes and clocks are notorious for yeah. spiders, snakes, and wasps. Well, thanks, you know, again, for sharing all of that, you know, the, the thing when we talked, I think it was maybe, was it even a, a year ago? I think right. you were about you were here about a year ago. I bought this place, and we were we were looking at irrigation and some landscape work. And it struck me then was the the attitude. And we were on the phone recently. I just called you to see how you were doing, and you were talking. About, I think you said it was like walking on a tightrope. Very much. It feels like you know, and 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 this is really kind of true of life in general, but sometimes more so than others. It just feels like, you know, you've got the long stick and you're on the rope. And if you follow this direction, it's disaster of whatever that might mean. It could mean divorce. It could mean death. It could mean the end of your company. It could mean all who knows. But on the other side is greatness. 
and you just you just really hoping that that little birdie comes and lands on this side and tips you to the other side but sometimes that's just where you find yourself and that's where i've been for a long time is kind of on that tightrope you know between the the two sides but you know you mentioned attitude if i didn't keep a good attitude i'll tell you exactly where i'd be and everybody around me knows where i'd be um I chose that path and I will continue to choose that path. And I think that's why we don't generally see as much turnover, why I have a lot of loyalty in the company and why people really enjoy working there is because they can get behind that. Absolutely. They really need you to do that and to have that perspective and your kids need you and good job. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're kind of, I mean, I know that there's been a lot of challenges, but at the same time, like you're kind of killing it. Well, thanks. I, it, you know, it took a long time before I was willing to admit that I was, or, or to think of it that way, that I am killing it, man. And I, I'm, I guess one of the, the best parts of walking this tightrope and keeping that good attitude is, you know, I know a lot of people in the world struggle with self-confidence and I have, that's been a big thing in my past, but right now I'm very proud of me. And that's a big statement, you know, especially when mental health is such a big deal nowadays. And this is something a lot of people struggle with. And again, it's something I've struggled with. But to be able to say that to you, and even on camera, I'm proud of me. I, it's a good feeling, man. Yeah, good. Yeah, it should be. It's, it's not like you're like gloating. I'm so great. I'm no. so, but you, yeah, you've accomplished a lot. And you've, I think even just being aware of that mindset and how important it is. It is. You know, I, I told you, you know, when we were eating, but operations manager of mine years ago likened this to war. And he said, you know, you are the general of, of the army. And, you know, if, if the general keeps trudging along with a good attitude and he's, you know, got a good plan, even when the enemy is right at his door and he knows, you know, defeat could be imminent, but he keeps a good attitude, that army is willing to follow you to the death. Um, consequently, the other side of that's true too. If the general falls apart, the army falls apart. And I kind of look at every part of my life that way. You know, that's how I am with my family. It's how I am with my yeah. business. I, I worked with a guy, Al Colleen, who said that I need to, you needed to adopt that warrior mindset towards your business. And at first when I heard him say that, I'm like, oh man, that's way over the top. But you do need to have that. You do. It requires some thick skin. It requires you to be able to take some punches. It requires you to be able to smile through the pain sometimes. So um, for people listening, they probably can't see, but you've got some sweet sleeve tattoos. <laughs> and I noticed one of them is new mm -hmm. uh, since I saw you last time. Tell us, tell us about them. And, and one of them, you know, I think your name relates to your business. So I just want to hear about that because I know it's a passion of uh, yours. So this one's a little older, but um, having gone through that divorce, um, armor was pretty important, yeah. right? So that's really where the armor came from. But there's a lot of symbolism in it, too. Um, my dad passed away when I was younger, and um, my original last name was Flynn. Mm -hmm. So on my arm is the Flynn family crest. And then on my chest is the King family crest because that's what my name changed to. King was the tie to Royal Turf because Royal King. Right. Um, this other side is really all martial arts sleeve. Um, my family's into Kempo Karate. My son just got his black belt. I think I mentioned that, but um, I'm fixing to get mine pretty soon. So there's a lot of different symbols and things that, are, that have a tie to that. And that's, you know, I, 
I have to give credit there too because that's something that's really kept me grounded and you know focused through all this is just I know that twice a week I've got that everything else shuts off I just focus on that and I, I love it it's Kempo itself is is really a lot more academic than a lot of um, martial arts disciplines. There's a lot of theory. There's a lot of talking that goes on in it. It's, it's not really what a lot of people would think, um, but that has really helped ground me. It really helped my son, my daughters in it too. So this is something that really has been a family thing for quite a while. And so yeah, the sleeve is just little ties to that all the way through. What what's your next tattoo? Uh, actually, it's tomorrow. Okay, really? <laughs> um, it's just a continuation of this, actually. Yeah. Uh, the the Kempo, uh, uh, the way you address people is this. Mm. And so it's a sun with that in it and some clouds and some other stuff do that you, just kind of ties you have, to it. Do you have a tattoo artist that you've worked with for, I do. for these? Um, or, it, or no, no, it's or? really funny. Um, for those people who don't know much about tattoos, Tattoo artists are no different than landscapers, which are no different than you know, digital marketing people. There's some wonderful ones and there's some not so wonderful sure. ones. Um, so, yeah, the difference is that you you can redo your website or your landscape right, pretty this easily. This is permanent forever. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I've I've kind of I've kind of visited a few of them. Some of them had considerably more experience and were just not all that wonderful. Right. The lady who did everything on this sleeve and even did some touch-ups on this, she's got like three years experience doing this. So basically nothing. And she is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll walk out of the chair and half the time, it's not even red when I leave. I can't hardly feel it. I mean, it's a tattoo, there's some pain, but it's not, this guy that did this, it felt like he had a machete that he was carving that out with. Right. There was times over here I thought she was touching me with a feather. I mean, she's amazing. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty much sticking with her at this point. Awesome. Yeah, she's good. Well, I know you've got another client appointment to run to, and I do too. So um, thanks so much for coming on the oh, show today and uh, sharing your amazing attitude. I think it's inspiring to me for sure, and I know people listening are having similar challenges because I talked to them and we all do. Yeah. So, so keep it up. And uh, thanks again for your help with my, with my irrigation today. Well, thank you for having me. Regardless of whether or not you're the business owner, your attitude has a huge impact on your enjoyment of life and definitely how you impact the people that are with you, whether it's your family, your coworkers, and so on. The way I personally manage all the stress of running the business and work to keep a healthy mindset is through exercise, prayer, and meditation. This morning and, and every morning before work, I work out. And today I went on a ruck with 60 pounds in my pack and I did 300 feet of elevation gain. And I guarantee that anything else that I do for the rest of the day will be a lot easier than that. I also pray. I pray every day. I pray with my family. And one of the things that we do is we have a little gratitude practice where before we pray at dinner, we write down something we were grateful for. So my kids are six and seven. My wife and I do it and it stops us. And you think about something from the day that was good. And I find that when you focus on what's good, you get more of it. So that's what I do. I also like having adventures in my calendar. I love going hunting. I also like going on trips with my family. So that keeps me inspired to keep going even when it's hard, uh, being physically well from exercising, mentally well, 
it all works together. But what about you? What do you do? I'd love to know. Send me an email, jack at ramblinjackson.com. Send me a message on Instagram or LinkedIn. And if you enjoy the Landscaper's Guide, I'd love it if you gave us a review. Wherever you're listening, if it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a review. If it's on, if you're listening to this on YouTube or watching it, give us a thumbs up and subscribe. Help other people find out about this show. My name is Jack Jostis, and I look forward to talking with you next week on the Landscaper's Guide.